Welcome to Wedding Photography Unveiled with your host, Martin Chung. Hi everyone, on this week's podcast I'd like to talk about something which is often quite controversial, though I'm actually not 100% sure why. And that's whether you should put your prices on your website or off. I don't know why, but when you when this subject gets discussed in Facebook groups, the subject often gets very heated. And it's at the end of the day, it's a real non-event. I guess the TLDR is if you're short on time today, simply just do what you want to do. At the end of the day, there are plenty of successful photographers who swear by putting their prices on the website and there are plenty of successful photographers who don't have their prices on. But for today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down the logic of why you should put your prices on your website and some reasons for why you shouldn't put them on. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about what I do and why. So, prices on your website. The most common argument for having them on is that you're being clear and transparent to your visitors. If you ask people if they want to see prices or not on your website, then overwhelmingly, the vast majority of people will say, yes, I want to see prices on your website. Because it's easy then, isn't it? Anyone coming to see your website, they know straight away whether they can afford you or not. And that awkward part is out of the way before they get in touch. It saves that awkward moment when they've emailed you the inquiry and you email back and they realize that you're way too expensive for them. And then they've got a choice. Either they ghost you or they come back and say, oh, sorry, you're too expensive for us, which, you know, most I can understand why a lot of couples don't want to do that. And that's probably one of the reasons nowadays why there's so much ghosting going on. In fact, when you talk to a lot of brides, one of the things you'll hear them say on groups is that if they don't see a price on your website, they'll just click off and find another photographer who does have their prices on because their assumption is that if you've not got prices on your website, then they can't afford you. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't like going to shops, do we, where we can't see the prices, right? And if we couldn't see the prices, we'd probably leave, yeah? I remember years ago, I was in Hong Kong and I wanted to buy my other half a designer handbag as a gift. So I went into a few designer shops, there's there's loads in Hong Kong, and eventually, out of sheer curiosity, I went into a Louis Vuitton shop. Now, I'd never been in Louis Vuitton and none of the items, well, I couldn't at least see any of the prices on the items. Everything was there neatly laid out, but I just couldn't tell how to find out what the prices of things were. So that I had to ask people, I had to ask the sales assistant. And I think I asked once, and the price was so far out of my budget that I just went, hmm, okay, and then promptly left. Sounds familiar? So, case closed, right? Who doesn't want to be clear and transparent with your customers? Who wants customers leaving because you don't have prices on there because, you know, they might be able to afford you? I do get that. But, Before you all go rushing and changing your website and putting prices on, I'm going to give you some of the reasons why you might not want to have your prices on your website. So basically, just to give you the other side of the coin. So why wouldn't you want to have prices on? We we don't want to be appear to be evasive with customers, do we? Of course we don't. 
But despite what many people think, what we do as wedding photographers isn't always standard. Sure, a lot of our weddings are fairly similar in terms of how much time you're at a wedding, how many hours of editing you'll need to do. Um, and even in a lot of ways, a lot of the packages we do are very similar, you know, digitals or digitals with album, maybe an engagement shoot, etc. But sometimes someone's going to inquire with different requirements. Now, this might be as simple as they're getting married much, much further away. And now I've got to factor in the cost of travel, uh, the cost of a hotel, for example. What I've found in practice is it's easier to build that cost into the pricing than send them pricing and then say, oh yeah, by the way, it's going to cost an extra 215 travel expenses. It's just simpler for the customer and it feels more straightforward if you just give them a price and it's a fixed cost to them. Now, yes, you could try and adapt your pricing page to cover all these eventualities and put in the small print, you know, oh, the full day coverage is this price, uh, but if you want me to travel 50 miles outside of the area, then it's this price. But if you want 12 hours, it's an extra this much, etc., etc. The problem with that is it soon gets very complicated. It's a mess and it confuses people who are looking at your website. And let's be honest, nowadays, how many customers really take a, a close look? I remember a few years ago when I only had one price, I literally had one price. At the time, it was 850 quid for bridal prep until the first dance. And I had this plastered on my portfolio page, on my pricing page, and even right next to my contact form, next to the submit button. And you'd be amazed how many people would just email me asking, how much do you charge? Or can you send me a price list? It was very frustrating. Having prices also limits your flexibility. Like, for example, recently, I've just changed my prices for next year. I didn't have to make any changes to my website. I just literally changed my price list and off I went. When people inquire, I could just send them that now. For 2024, if I want a different price list for 2025, I can send them that. It's nice and simple and it's less confusing for the customer than trying to put different prices for different years. Also, in terms of flexibility, what about if an inquiry comes in? you'd be happy to be more flexible with pricing on. There's quite a few reasons why sometimes I'm happy to sort of be a little bit more flexible with price. Maybe it's a venue I'm trying to build up a relationship with and shooting there more would help me out. Or maybe it's a date that I'd be happy to do a little bit cheaper. Like, you know, if you're getting married on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, then I'm happy to negotiate a little bit. In the UK, January is probably my quietest month. So if you want to get married in UK and you, you're after a wedding photographer, I'd be more than happy to have a little chat with you and offer you a little discount if that helps push the deal over the line. And the other reason why it might not be a good idea to put your prices on your website, and it's a very similar reason that I just mentioned for Louis Vuitton, I want people to love my work more than the price. Okay, does that make sense? The success of that though, will really depend on which section of the market you're in. So if you're working at the budget end of the market, then your customers are generally more price sensitive. For example, when you go into Primark, you're there because you want cheap clothes. The price is actually a big selling point. So not having the price clearly visible 
is going to be a big negative for you and you're likely to go to a shop which does have the pricing visibly displayed. But yeah, going back to the Louis Vuitton example, I clearly wasn't the ideal client for Louis Vuitton. I was price sensitive effectively. The clients they're targeting love their products and are affluent enough that the price isn't the primary motivator. It's not as big a factor in their decision-making. The other things that they, their ideal customers value more is the style, the quality, and let's be honest, for some a brand like Louis Vuitton, the price itself is almost like a statement. Another example I can give you is, like I've mentioned before, Dagger and I this week are celebrating our 10-year wedding anniversary and we've just had a beautiful holiday in Bali. And the food here is so, so cheap. We've managed to eat out several times for less than £10 for both of us. And that's a full dinner, including a couple of drinks. Crazy. However, her birthday actually also fell during the holiday and I wanted to treat us a bit. So I booked us uh, the romantic meal package with the hotel. This was a set thing that they do. It cost around about £90. Now, that's obviously a lot more. But in this instance, the price wasn't the biggest factor in the decision making. It was more that we got a private table overlooking the jungle. It was a candlelit dinner. They decorated it all with flowers and they put petals down on the path and they lit candles down the path as well. We got our own waitress and it was the whole experience. Was the food nine times better? No, of course it wasn't. It was nice, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't nine times better. But overall, like I said, it was the experience I was paying for. It was the location, the luxury and the style of the hotel rather than a family-run restaurant down the road, which, you know, would have been nice. Dinner would have been okay, but it just wouldn't have been the same. And here's another point that I'm trying to make. When we're talking about weddings, what are weddings? Essentially, they're just a luxury party, a big, fat, expensive party. And brides are told, it's your dream day. You know, have what you want. You only get married once. It's your dream day. So a lot of people, understandably, they want the best that they can afford. So even if you are in the budget market, you're still an expensive item for the couple who do book you. You're not really budget to them, even if you are in the budget section of the market. Does that make sense? You, in fact, you're likely to be a, quite a stretch for them in terms of budget. It's just that they've got a smaller budget overall is let's say you've got a £5,000 budget for your wedding and you have to pick a photographer. You're going to have to think very carefully where you're going to spend that money and how much you're going to spend on the photographer versus everything else because that money doesn't stretch as far as for the bride who has a 50 grand budget, for example, for her wedding. In her case, she's very lucky and she can just focus more on what she wants, what she likes, and the price isn't the biggest factor anymore because chances are she's got a huge range of people she can pick from. Does that make sense? So if you're starting out and at the lower end of the market, then I would say that you definitely should have your prices on your website. Like I've said, your price is one of your selling points. So you should definitely have it. 
one of the selling points for you is that you are affordable. But as you get more experienced and you do move up the ranks, hopefully your prices will go up accordingly and the price becomes less of an issue. In fact, there is a certain logic in removing them so that you can project more of a sense of luxury in your branding. Okay, so that's the pros and cons for prices off. But what if you're not either at the budget end or at the high end? What if, like most of us, you're actually in the middle? And I'm going to be honest here, I actually don't consider myself to be at the high end at all. I'm probably in the UK, probably at the upper end of the middle of the market. Now, I do have clients that are quite price sensitive, but a lot who aren't. And my solution has been quite simply to put a starting from price on my website. That gives people who are visiting enough information to decide if we're even in the right ballpark. On my website, it says my prices start from £1,700. So if your budget is £800 for a wedding photographer, then hopefully you'll realise that we're too far out and, you know, I'm not wasting anyone's time. And if you've got a budget higher than that, then your chances are you're probably thinking, oh, I can afford Martin, I'll get in touch and see what packages he does. I've had it for several years now and it's worked really well for me. Even to the point where I've actually got rid of my entire pricing page and I only send it now when people email and ask. In fact, one of the things that really bugs me is when photographers don't display prices, but they have an entire pricing or packages page. And that page tells me absolutely everything I want to know, except the one thing I actually want to know. And that's the price. How many times have we seen it? You go on a photographer's website, you click on the packages page, and it's like, oh yeah, I do the bronze package and the gold package and the diamond package. And you get all this stuff in it, but it doesn't actually tell you how much. That, I don't know about you, but that really bugs me. And if you're that person who does that, then I just say to you, look, just delete the page. Why, why have you got that page there? In fact, that to me is more evasive and more time-wasting than not having a page at all and just having a little starting from price. If I was that customer, I'd be looking at your website and I'd be thinking, I've just lost 20 seconds of my life. And I'm still having to contact you. That that would annoy me. Okay, so I think that's pretty much covers what I wanted to talk about. Prices on, prices off, and what I do, which is a bit of a hybrid, I guess, which is a starting from price. I hope that's given everyone some food for thought. If you're not sure which you should do, then I hope I've managed to help you today. To sum up, though, the reality is that you really should just do whatever you feel is right and fits within your brand. But don't for a minute think that there's only one right answer. It really depends on who your ideal customer is. Prices on helps people know how much you cost. And if you're a customer who is price sensitive, then that is an important factor. Prices off, that helps you project a sense of luxury and gives you a little bit more flexibility in terms of quoting for non-standard weddings or makes it simpler for you to put your prices off. The one thing I will add though, is if you don't have prices on, then inevitably you're going to be dealing with more inquiries that end up not booking you and you'll end up getting ghosted more. It's just one of those things. So my advice there is worry less about what your closure rate is. Don't try and compare your closure rate with someone else who does display their prices because their clients have already 
got past how much you cost. Okay, I think that's all we've got time for this week. I'd be very interested in hearing from you what's worked for you and perhaps what might have not worked. So feel free to drop me a DM at, at Martin C Photography on Instagram, or you can drop me an email at martin at mindchung.co.uk and I'll read out any um, comments that stand out at the start of the next episode. In fact, what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and figure out a way for people to get a little bit more interactive with me on the podcast and maybe leave me a message or something. If you like what you hear, I'd be really grateful if you could hit that follow button on whatever podcast platform you're listening in on. And if you've also got an ability to leave a review, I'd be really, really, really grateful if you could just spare me 10, 20 seconds of your time and leave me some lovely words of wisdom. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye.